are back, and that was another excellent intro. That was I a real good it, one. I think it had a bit of a, a Highlands feel about it or something. Is that violinist Jeremy in there? Yeah, yeah, violinist. Oh, nice. That was our producer and composer, Mr. Jeremy Williams at Tall Tree Recording Studios. And I may, may I say, Freddy, yep. have you ever seen a sexier button showbiz? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> or a penis at the. <laughs> Ladies, I believe he is single. <laughs> Jeremy and Talltree are sponsoring our podcast. You can check out Jeremy Williams Music on Facebook and YouTube or go to the website. We'll leave links in the show's notes. Have we left links in the show's notes? <laughs> <laughs> you can add people to, to look at the show's yeah. notes to, get, to leave yeah. links in there. So, yeah. You've got to get followers to get build that up. <laughs> oh, man. So how's the week been? Yeah, good. Who else are we sponsored by? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. we're um, we're actually sponsored by like heaps of awesome people. <laughs> one of them, one of them is actually Overexertion Clothing. You can check out their stuff at www.overexertionclothing.com.au. Sweet, I'll check it out. Check it out, especially getting cold. It's yeah, cold. getting cold. It's freezing at the moment, man. What, what do you like to do when it gets too cold, man? I just like to pull on my Overexertion hoodie. <laughs> you ever stepping aside from sponsors? Or what do you like to do? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'm not much of a... Um, when it gets cold, well, I'm no good at, at summer sports. As we found out the other weekend at the uh, Fly Fly Cable Ski. <laughs> I think I spent 60 bucks in a, in a whole hour trying to stand up on a fucking wakeboard. <laughs> spend 60 bucks to swim in a fucking dam. Yeah, in a dirty dam. It's just salty. Yes, steaks. <laughs> what do this you think awesome. about religion, Jeremy? Thanks, Jeremy. Um, Are you going to grab some headphones, mate? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I'll get back down there. Uh, Can we come down now? Yeah, yeah, come down now. The biggest thing I hate about religion... (laughs) Joe Rogan. (laughs) Joe Rogan talks about it a lot. It's like, if I can't... Like, if I can't... If there's nothing ever proven, like science there is, you know, Mm. like, why would I believe in something that's not there, that's not proven, that you can't see? Mm. You can't, you know, like, that's the biggest flaw I got with it. It's funny, but he listened... I was listening to him the other day talk about it as, as well it's um he um because he gets into like his psychedelics and stuff like that and loves having these you know different experiences but um he's like also saying that you can't just you can't be someone that just only lives off um off stuff that you can see and feel yeah you know like you've got to have I suppose something that drives you outside that this is really getting weird <laughs> <laughs> How about is this? We've got a steak. Jerry's got fucking two. What's he got? Two steaks. He's oh, like, I'll gosh. show these bitches how to eat steak. Not at all. Oh. And, and I even had a chop upstairs too. But... Like a chop chop? No, no, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is delicious, but thanks, oh, mate. Cool. Jeremy Williams from Tall Tree Studios. <laughs> the biggest clock in the music industry. <laughs> the maddest fucking producer. Excellent steak cooker. And humongous cock. Mm. Throw a girl with a big mouth, get down to Tall Tree Studios and <laughs> suck that cock dry. <laughs> 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 oh. Film that shit and put it on ujiz.com. <laughs> 3D and Brad's gonna <laughs> masturbate over that motherfucker. We'll double click. When Brent is not looking at bestiality, he'll look at Nobody's dot com. Yeah, I'm kind of lost now that Mr. Hands is dead. 
Do you know who Mr. Hands is? Is that what it was called, Mr. No, Hands? No. You don't know? No. Is oh, so he's this dude. <laughs> Fuck our podcast sucks. But, uh, <laughs> it's getting desperate. <laughs> yeah, it is. So he's this dude who did made bestiality porn, like, and he died. He just died recently because um, he had a, a, a scene with a horse. How do you know that? Oh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He had a scene with a horse go horribly wrong, and it um, it penetrated him a little too far. Oh no! So yeah. the horse blew away. No, no, it wasn't that that got him. Oh. I mean, the horse blew because it, it only lasted about a couple of seconds. So he was receiving from a horse? He was receiving, and um, he oh, received no. a little too Make much. Make sure this story gets edited in. <laughs> we want this in. He was receiving and received a little too much, and um, it caused some severe internal damage. Wow. But being the beast of a bestiality man he is, he tried to play it off and just went home and just said, because all his crew was like, shit, mate, we got to get you to hospital. And he's like, no, no. I'm good. I'll just go home and um, I'll just chill for a bit. I think I'll be right. And then he ended up having to go into the hospital and he, he actually died in the waiting room. Really? Mm. His yeah. name was what Mr. Some Hands. internal ble- uh, bleeding or yeah, something? Yeah, just had ex- massive internal Jesus. damage. Yeah. And it's Mr. Hands. Yeah. His name's Mr. Hands. Because he pretty much got a gas bottle rammed up inside him <laughs> from this horse. Yeah. Mm. So what's happening in your world, mate? Nothing much. This was... um. Meant to be for my mastering guy, um, but he he went home early because his girlfriend told him to. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, like normally after we have sessions, we have steak and beers. Oh, yeah. But um, he had to get home for his girlfriend. Yeah, he cracked crack the whip tonight. What's your mastering guy? What do you mean? Oh, like he was videoing some stuff for me, um, and sort of we were sort of fiddling with some sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So what's talk about what what your podcast is mainly like? You're trying to do on your one, you know? What what are you trying to get across through your podcast? <laughs> I don't know. The answer. <laughs> you know, ready drunk already. <laughs> okay, well I've got two podcasts. It's a Tall Tree Recording Studios um, and Free Your Best Self. So the Tall Tree Recording Studios. Um, Basically, just any interesting musicians who come in here, who I'm not sure why he's smiling, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like like I just ask them, you know, like I normally ask, I normally get in the guys who are pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you made me laugh because of the yeah, smiling yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, just the, the good session musicians, I just ask them what makes them good. Yeah, pretty much. And also how they get through their own hurdles. Um, With music? Because you do guitar therapy, yeah? Yeah, uh, music therapy. Music therapy. How does that work? Like, what are you doing there? Um, Well, pretty much. um, So this is the serious part of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What's what? the most interesting part of our podcast? We're talking about <laughs> board sites. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, so it's a couple of millimeters up from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, basically, um, so you've said a couple of things to me about different situations, um, that not necessarily you, but whatever. So, so people might come with, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, sometimes head injuries sometimes life situations 
and you just use music as a way to sort of get through to them. So yeah. um, that could be through lyric writing. Sometimes music, like when you get them relaxed, it sort of ev evokes kind of different emotional states. So so you know how you were, you were talking about dreams before? Yeah. So as soon as you started talking about that dream with your dog, straight away, I started thinking about what that means. So oh, that's still in there and you're listening very intently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I looked at you in there, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no like, what is this you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, no. As soon as you started talking about it, it's straight away my mind started thinking what it meant for you. Yeah, but you know, I knew you were doing your own thing, so I didn't intervene. Yeah, but basically, you know, that, that situation is always symbolic of some something's happening, um, and so, so when you put on music, like whatever is evoked, sort of spontaneously. Um, is relevant to the person um, and so you can kind of dialogue with you know what that means and yeah you know. it's funny because sometimes when I come to sessions like um, when you're teaching me and you'll know where I'm shitty and not and you're like oh yeah, yeah one time you've said to me you're like you know I know you're in a bad mood today so we won't push that and yeah. I'll be like, oh, okay. So Jeremy <laughs> picks up on like my moods and stuff. Like he'd be like, oh, you, you seem real shitty or ticked off today, so we yeah. won't do. And then we just, I think we just jam, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, the, I actually don't say a fair bit of what I see. Like, like, I won't necessarily say that unless I think you can receive it. Because yeah. there's some people that say, fuck you, mate. I'm yeah. not shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can pretty much say anything. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's just basically, um, like, it's kind of like counselling, but you're sort of using music as a way to kind of get through. So the way you were talking about your dreams, it's like your dreams. None of those symbols are random. Like they actually mean something, and like you don't necessarily fundamentally know what that means, but that means something in itself. Yeah. So, so do you have a bit of a psychology background or anything like that? Yeah, so I originally did psychology, then I went into music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. So you got your whole degree in psychology, or? Yeah, I did a arts in psychology. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just think he's making it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> to the three or four people out there. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That's pretty cool, but because it gives such a good common ground that you can start on mm. with music, mm. and everyone loves music. It's sweet, yeah. man. And also, it's interesting because like all these different areas sort of intersect kind of pretty fluently. Like, you know, like you have to, you can't separate the person from learning music. Um, and like in the studio, like everyone comes with their, as you know, like when you're recording. You know, like it's not just a technical thing. Like yeah. you come with your interpretation of the song, um, and so so whether it's music therapy, teaching, or like performing, like that person comes with the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So. So well, yeah. So where pretty... do you do mostly though? You know how you always say I'm out music therapy. Like where do you go? Um, just nursing homes and um, psychiatric hospitals. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, right. So you see pretty seriously people people that are really in need of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like like probably well, they've been hospitalised and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. People people on the fringes. Like I have some people who come here, um, and you see it incidentally come up in recording sessions 
and with with teaching but in in teaching and recording sessions you can't sort of intervene too much so even though i said to you oh you seem in a shitty mood today like like i said i might only say five percent of what i perceive yeah and what i perceive is not 100 percent correct but often you get a vibe but you know like people have come to record a song or come to teach they haven't come to do therapy so yeah yeah because um, I'd be like, I've paid 35 bucks to learn, motherfucker, not listen to you talk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know if, yeah, like you like what you were saying, if you're like starting to talk about like... Uh, Is it about the CrossFit stuff? No, no, no. I'm talking about if you d- don't, don't yeah, do like therapy and, talk, you know, yeah, they yeah, might yeah, say something right. like that, you know. Yeah, and not just that, like, yeah. um, you know, like you may not be ready to go there. Yeah. So you may know that this situation really pisses you off, but you, you know, you may not be ready to kind of broach that subject kind of thing. So it might take you another six, 12 months of pain dealing with that before you think, oh fuck, I better deal with this. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, but I mean, normally you can kind of, you know, just kind of get a sense and, you know, feel, you know, like you and I talk yeah. quite a bit. So, like, it's usually okay. So, yeah. um, you can sort of feel out where kind of people are at. Yeah. yeah. Where's Pete at? Totally <laughs> <laughs> <Deadly> gone. <laughs> well, past the point of no return. Like, given that you guys have been talking 50 minutes, I'm pretty sure Pete's not listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you're saying you're more of a bass. Like, if you were to be in a band, you'd be the bass guitarist. No, no, guitarist. Yeah, like lead. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, guitar, yeah. I wouldn't play bass. Well, you said to Brent bass. <laughs> no, I was playing bass for for this track. Oh, okay. But like any serious track, yeah, like yeah. I play bass for your stuff because yeah. the bass player you use charges 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no chance you're going to pay for that, <laughs> right? But he's way better than I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically the you would barely perceive a difference yeah. and you're not going to pay that anyway. No, so. right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty right. What? How, 150 bucks? Like yeah, yeah. For, for, one, for, for one song, like considering that what you paid, 50 bucks for lesson or, yeah. or whatever, there's no chance you're going to pay for that. Yeah. No, that's right. Um, but he kicks my ass. Yeah. 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 But, but I mean, like for my stuff, I always use him. Um, but yeah, but only probably 10%, 10 or 15% of my clients use him. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to pay that. Yeah. And he won't drop in price, I've asked him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because most clients don't want to pay that. Well, when you're good, you're good. Mm. That's right. He's awesome. Yeah. And, and then that sounds like you yeah. just got some stingy clients. <laughs> and you got a vi- violinist friend, or do you just pay her? Uh, there's two. Uh, I had one violinist that I've been, that, that guy that you heard before. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's that? You mentioned violinist, so I just say, do you pay her? Like, <laughs> like it's a chick? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you pay all of them. No, but I'm saying, like, I said her, like, I should have said, do you pay made, Like, made, I don't, I don't know the if it's a guy or a girl. That it was a girl playing the violin. Yeah. No, well, well, that guy, well, that was a guy. Yeah. Um, but there's another girl um, who's pretty good in Brisbane. So I've been using a Sydney guy who's that guy, and this girl's pretty good. Um, I've only used her once. Well, I haven't used her directly, but I've heard her once, so I've got her here a few times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the great things about the studio is you just, I, I get to hang around with amazing musicians. Yeah. Like who, in all honesty, kick my ass. Yeah. 
Um, but, you know, like when you play beside them on a CD, like it just, it makes you sound that good as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's great. It's, I, I don't know if it's the same for you when you interview these guys, Jarrell or whoever they are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jarrell and Badger and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, oh, like, yeah, like, like to I'm me, talking. some of these guys that I'm getting the studio, like a deaf, yeah. I don't know if they're on the same level with you, but, oh, yeah, well, but like, some of these guys are better than me for sure. Yeah, when we were interviewing Gerard, some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like some of the stuff he was talking about when he talked about like what Darren Lockyer said to him in the first game and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's stuff that some people wouldn't know, you know. I, so it's I like, think are you yeah. talking a bit more about when you surround yourself with people that you sort of lift your performance to, to their level sort of thing is that what you're getting at yeah, yeah yeah like I'm talking about more about skill like oh yeah like for example some of the session guys I have in here like a lot of students for example you probably wouldn't notice but they kick my ass um but I don't I don't know if Jarrell's modest Jeremy modest <laughs> he's a humble man <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I don't know if Jarrell's on the same level as you or not like, like, like with footy actually footy yeah yeah he's, he's well above me yeah. is he yeah he's yeah. a player because he, he would have been like one of the greatest like if he he kept playing, he would have been one of the best wingers to wow. play. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was in his second year, he debuted at like that was when he he made it to Broncos, and then in that in his breakout year, he he debuted Queensland and Australia that year. Wow. And and he every debut he had, he scored a try. Wow. And he was wow. just yeah, he would have been one of the best if he kept injury free. Really. Yeah. So it was just his ankle injury. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, you hear of, like, Wendell Saylor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would have been, like, Wendell Saylor. Like, he would have probably wow. been a one-club man, would have stayed at the Broncos, hopefully, mm. and then just and then just kept, yeah, just kept playing Queensland and Australia and just would have kept his spot. Wow. Yeah. So so what happened with that? Like, he, so, he kept on breaking the same ankle? Yeah, he, no, he no, snapped he his... One injury. One injury. So yep. he snapped his leg over yep. in Western Australia. They yep. played one game over there. It was pissing down rain. Mm -hmm. The ground was so soft. So when he came down and landed... It just snapped, right. and then it was like an injury that that they had multiple operations on, and then he just couldn't get it right to run on again and stuff like that. And he tried coming back a couple of times, and he just couldn't. Like he's, really, yeah. So he'll walk with a limp the rest of his life. Really, just from yeah. one incident. Yeah, yep. one incident. Just yeah. ruined his career. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So did you ask him? Um, like I haven't been through the whole transcript, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but did you ask him how he kind of dealt with that? Yeah, well, we, so he he had he had he said that he had, and we should have asked him this when he was on, but he had mad ups and downs, like he had like deep like depression and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, and I think he's on the other side of it now, but um, yeah, he definitely says that he had depression, and you know, obviously, uh, it's crazy, he's on, right? on painkillers, and he's on top of the world. Yeah, that's right. He gone. was like the top, hmm. and then he's just crashing down, and like. Especially like going from that, and then it's, this year was like the first year where, or this year or last year where Wayne Bennett was like, "Oh, you, we don't want you travelling with us and stuff anymore," so he's wow. not like really a part of the boys. So I don't know. It would have been better for him to say this, but <laughs> yeah. we're just yeah. speculating. Yeah, really. that's right. But yeah, so he he has like a job at the Broncos always. Like so does that's like what? yeah, just so does like Justin Hodges and stuff. But um, but like doing what? Oh, he'd be doing like, um, I don't know what he's doing. He does media. He does a bit of media. He does like... We probably should have asked him. Yeah, <laughs> desk jockey work, I think. He does like a bit of like... I think he does a lot of promotional stuff too. Yeah. So like, I, so like you go to the Broncos on a Friday night, he's always out in the middle talking, like 
talking before the game and stuff. Yeah. Like, they're like, Jarrell, how do you think today tonight's game is going to go? You know, so so he does a lot of that stuff. He's really good in front of like he's he's confident in front of a camera and stuff. Okay. Now. Yeah. So. So did you ask him like how he dealt with that emotionally? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think we just talked too much shit. Yeah. We didn't really. Yeah, it was funny because I was really interested to hear, but oh, I, yeah. I didn't want you to interfe- you know interfere with your interview. Yeah. But I was really inter- interested to hear sort of because I was aware that like you must have you know like come from like a such a high yeah. and such a low and like how he kind of you know translated that in his life yeah yeah true and he said he'll come back on this podcast so we'll get him again we can yeah, ask yeah. you know <laughs> we, can, we can actually properly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. instead of just talking about Steve going overseas and getting drunk <laughs> 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 so yeah that, that, and it is something that it's, it'd be interesting to see what it, you know how he yeah. dealt with that too yeah. because a lot of people deal with that stuff on like a lower level than what that would have been like an extreme high to extreme low but like yeah. even it's funny, the same time that that kind of happened, a guy in my Queensland Cup team snapped his leg the same way and he got back from it because the surgery went well and stuff like okay. that. But they compared it at the time to Gerald's snap. Mm. But he got back because just... And it's like, you know, it's just those things. It, it healed up better. He got running again quicker. He could change direction quicker. Yeah, and yeah. He got back to footy. Yeah, yeah. And he was a, he was a whip it. But he obviously he lost a bit of speed, but he still could play footy again. Where Jarrell, but not saying Jarrell's not going to play footy again for the West Mitchie, uh <laughs> team, 2017. But um, yeah, but he. Oh really? Uh, yeah, he's going. He's going to because he wants to play again with Keenan, his brother. Yeah, and so Keenan was in my team last year. That so, we, so how old is he? Jarrell's 20, same age as Elise, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's how old is Elise? So Jarrell's 26. Oh really? Okay, yeah. so it's still yeah. pretty young. Yeah, it's still pretty young. Yeah, because because football is sort of early thirties mm. is retirement. Be twenty seven this year. Yeah, I just had. So he's still got another. I just had to do that math on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still got another seven or eight years. Would you say? Yeah, he would have. Yeah. No, but like if he goes to Mitchelton or whatever. Oh yeah, he'd just play one year with his brother, and then he'd like he'd only be doing it to play with his brother. Oh okay, so yeah. it's just a fuck around. Thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and then he would do that, and then because um, Keen and his younger brother is a good footy player too, but he just never put in the time or the effort. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. they all play too many video games. I think. <laughs> I never got into video games. No, me neither. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> it's funny what you're saying before about how when you're around people that are way better at a certain skill than you, how you sort of lift your performance. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Yeah. I, I find that a lot with like with racing and stuff like that, like where I was very fortunate to fall into a group of guys that are, are really good people. and Off-road like, cartel? Yeah, the guys Shut out. Yeah, so <laughs> have a look at their stuff. They have a clothing company. It's called <laughs> Off-Road Cartel, and you can find them on www.offroadcartelclothing.com.au. Sponsorship but, um, podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Just sponsors. I think that's about our 50th one we've lifted up tonight. Okay, but, so um, motherfuckers are still listening. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, like, and they're an awesome bunch of dudes, and they're all really driven, and it's it definitely changed my perspective on things and so, and so racing yeah with with off-road racing so i sort of so, work so what sort of racing off-road racing so it's like uh cars and buggies and stuff like okay. that yeah um and you just it's it's like it's kind of like rally i suppose but a lot rougher yeah yeah and um but yeah and it sort of definitely made me drive a lot harder to do what i want to do you know you just got to get off your ass and work for it yeah yeah stop so do what you want to do in terms of 
in terms of racing and well just in terms of general staff too yeah you know I think being around you know you, you read the bloody inspirational quotes and crap like that all the time but it's it, I think it's very true to surround yourself with people um, that you know that improve your way of life you know, and yeah, yeah. that motivates you and keep you keep you positive you know yeah yeah so, so what's your Steep. line? Steep. <laughs> 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 but yeah, true. Like, I'm, if I'm not nervous on a football field, I won't be. I'm not playing my best. If I, yeah, I, I need to be nervous that whole time. Yeah. Oh, really? I, well, yeah. I, I always feel like I don't want to be letting someone down. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll play at my best. Yeah. Okay. You know, if I'm just chilled and relaxed, I might cruise a bit. You know, but like okay. when I've got better players around me and I know I got to play as good as they are, that's what when you play the best. Mm. I'm exactly the same. If you're on the start line of a race and you're not a bit nervous, there's something mm. wrong. You know, you're either going to crash or you're yeah. not going to be fast. So, yeah, yeah, right. Just because you had so there's sort of there's a certain sort of edge there. Yeah, Definitely. it's yeah. got to be like yeah, it's that it's that confident nervous edge. I reckon it's like yeah, a right. X Y um, axis that you got to yeah. do. You know, like a longitude. <laughs> yeah, 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 and if you're not like, because I've I've played games where I haven't been nervous at all for the game. I play like shit. Is this for a, the American team? Oh, just any team. Like I play like a club level, like state level. And There's got to be a different level of shitting yourself, but when you're on a World Cup stage, doesn't there? Like, or oh, is it still the same? It's still the same. Like it's it's still the same. Like when you're playing, the the only thing that's different is. I'm playing with better players around me. That's you don't think about the opposition. I don't. I never think about that. I always think about letting my team down. Yeah, yeah. I'm you just, never think about the you know yeah, because yeah. the opposition. I just got to worry about my team. Yeah, if yeah. we play well, it doesn't matter how well they play. Yeah, you yeah, know because yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna beat them anyway. But um, but yeah, but it's that's that's what I worry about is letting my teammates down. And when it, it doesn't matter at any level of that, you know, you don't want to let your teammates down. So we were you ever sort of too relaxed? With the American side? No. No, I was yeah. stressed the whole time. <laughs> to the back. Yeah. Like, so I was stressing. So I was, like, I was just really, like, switched on the whole time. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so was it ever too much? Like... No, it's never too... Because you enjoy it still. Yeah, yeah. You know, I enjoy being, like... And because after the game, when you finish, and, and it's just like, oh, it's a relief, you know? You can... Then you can chill out. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you chill really? And then, and then you chill out better because you, yeah. you've been on such a high tension yeah. platform that you're just like, oh, this is sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, because with music, I mean, there's some situation, even though I love music, there's some situation there's still, I'd be probably too stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, okay. so with the American side, it's good that you did. You never got to that level. Yeah, no, you're never too stressed. Because if you're too stressed, you're not enjoying it. And you only play sport to enjoy it. That's, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. same as music. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And then if you're not enjoying it, why would you do it? So Too stressed? Are you talking about, Jeremy, like too stressed to the point where you start making mistakes? Yeah, yeah. And you start oh, right up? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. would have been, you know, a lot like, of times. I, like... And pretty much every student I have here is in that, in that category. Yeah. Like where they're... They still they still enjoy it, but it's like they're trying to perform rather than just kind of yep. play it. Yeah, do you reckon that's a confidence thing? Like if you turned around and just backed yourself and just went, okay, dickhead, get this fucking right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and like most people, I mean, you probably know yourself. Like it's like you know that really, what does this? It's matter? a bit of anxiety though that yeah, comes yeah. over you when like, you try. Like you know that this really doesn't matter, but. Like, I want to show them that, yeah. like, I've done something in the week or whatever. Like, yeah, that's um, right. That's what it is. It's like, if you've 
practice during the week. I want to show you that I've done my practice. Where yeah. Jeremy's like, are you just anxious because it's front of me? And I was like, no, I don't care about you. Like, I'm not like, it's not like you're a normal teacher where I'm like, oh, i got to show it, you know, but it's like... I'm anxious because I didn't do my homework. Yeah, but it's still got that bit of like... And it's probably more when I've practiced heaps because I want to show that ability, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. where that's when I'm so... That's Lily, like, piss off. We've got a dog loose in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, go away. Um, yeah, it's a funny thing though, because I mean, that sort of early conditioning with, you know, like you've got to impress the teacher, like, I mean, different situations, you just think, you know, you see yourself kind of trying to impress the teacher. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make any sense, but it's just like, you know, like from an early age, it's like, you got to make the teacher happy. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, intellectually it doesn't matter. Yeah. But you still find yourself getting nervous in dumb situations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brenton went to a good guitar teacher when he was younger. What was his name? Jerry probably knows him. <laughs> oh, I don't want to name drop the podcast now because he's that famous. But um, I can't actually remember. He lives around the corner from you. Fernie Hills. Um, oh, is that the guy you went to? No, I've never. No, that, I went to thing I remember. Is it, is I it went Bundy? to Travis. Um, oh, the guy... Um, Guitar yeah, yeah, Rescue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, he went to Bundy. Bundy? Yeah. I think Al oh, Bundy. Okay, oh, yeah. No, Al Bundy's off the of fucking... <laughs> married with children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, married with children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, but yeah, I went to it and it just really? put me off it. Like, I love guitar and I, I tried to play a couple of times, but this guy just ruined it. He was like... Yeah, right. I was like... Growing up, I was a fat kid, so I didn't have a lot of confidence. And um, he, I went into this guitar lesson, and it was like my first one. And he was just like, he was like, okay, you play this. And it was like two, <laughs> like two fucking strings. It was like, ding, 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 ding. And then he was like, ding, ding, ding. Like just yeah. melting faces. So he'd be like, the music like, we're making? I was like, yeah, 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 what yeah. the fuck's the point of this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just doing this boring dun, shit. Dun, 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 yeah, it was like so, Jingle Bells or something fucking stupid like that. So, and so he's like, was, it, was he kind of showing off a bit? Yeah. 100%. Lily, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, fuck off, cunt. <laughs> okay, now, now third third time podcast is banned. Yeah, yeah. You guys are fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you got no chance. Mm. But definitely, it was just like, I was like, I don't understand what the go is here. Like, I think I went to three lessons and I just chucked it in. I was like, this is shit. You know, I'm not getting anything that I want out of this. So, yeah. so like... Like, did you think that he was kind of showing off too much and you, I just, didn't, you didn't feel valued? Or? Yeah, I think I was kind of like, I'm just paying you so you can just shred guitar yeah. over the top <laughs> of my really, really, really fucking basic rhythm guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so in other words, the lesson was all about him. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. It was yeah. more about him being a rock star. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> this That's, is how awesome you could be, kid, but you're fucking never yeah. going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so like, 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 to me, that's kind of bad on a couple levels. Like, yeah. basically, he's not... You're paying him for a service, yeah. and he's saying, forget that. Yeah. And also, it's all about him. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, pretty, I reckon, I think when people start off, they can be a bit like that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's not very good. Well, he wasn't <laughs> starting off. He was really old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're still doing that after a while, it's a bit of worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll have to pick it back up at Tall Tree Studio. Oh, you picked up the guitar pretty late, though, didn't you? Yeah, like, yeah. I was probably 18, yeah. Yeah. See, that is late. Yeah. But I, pretty much for me, um, like within a week, it was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost straight away, it was like, a, I, so when I, when I was at school, like I, I was pretty into sport like you, 
and like I really enjoy that but like when I picked up a guitar I was like this is just this is feels totally different to anything, oh, yeah. to anything I'd experienced yeah and you've got those long ass fingers too which are good yeah I do but like I've seen players with short fingers and it doesn't matter yeah oh. um, look, I just think I was born to do it yeah. which is not to say that other people aren't more talented but it's for me personally this is my thing yeah definitely have an edge over it or no more no it's just like it just feels like um, I'm trying to think about where I can cram a gig into my life yeah, yeah. and like like literally I don't know you know, like I'm talking to you guys at eight o'clock at Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm sitting dressed like this, like yeah. you know, like like I've talking had, to steaks. Yeah, like I've had eight James Bows. <laughs> but it's just like for me, it's like this is awesome. Like, yeah. you know, like it's not work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, 100%. yeah, um, yeah. So it's just yeah, like to me, playing guitar is so good. Yeah, yeah. Have you done any gigs or anything? Like, have you played live for anyone? Um, oh, look, I've done lots of gigs. Um, <laughs> have, you, have you ever played? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, I sold out there to the Center a couple of times. <laughs> have you heard Mary Had a Little? <laughs> I know fucking Jingle Bells. <laughs> yeah, thanks, can you play it well? Thanks, Bundy. <laughs> yeah. You fuck. Can you play it well, though? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> not uh, tall trees well. <laughs> um... Yeah, I used to gig quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the last sort of seven or eight, yeah, the, the last sort of bunch of years, I haven't gigged as a income thing, like because yeah. I've been doing the studio and music therapy and other stuff. Um, what the fuck? What a stupid question! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, feels basic- like <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, like I, I'm sure I could be offended by that, but unfortunately I've been offended much. <laughs> like it doesn't really rate in offence. I'm offended you guys are here at eight o'clock on a Sunday night. <laughs> My daughter's upstairs. We're trying to have a call any time with her. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I've done a shitload of gigs. Yeah. Um, and I'm funnily enough looking to just. Is that still working? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, funnily enough, looking to still gig a little bit. Yep. Um, I just want to check if we're still on there. <laughs> yeah. We've run out of time. Like we, we've just been fucking talking. <laughs> yeah. With headphones on. Oh shit, I forgot to press play. Yeah, so, so the mouse pad, if you just like touch it, it should still be saying something. Yeah, it looks like it's still working. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> we've been going for... Oh, I'd say it's probably an hour and 20 minutes. Hour and 30? I can't see. Uh, it's, it's at the top. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, look, I'm. I went through a phase where I was doing three or four gigs a week for three or four years. Yep. Um, actually, maybe maybe ten years. Um, Did you have to travel a fair bit for that? Not really. Like just around Brisbane. Yep. Um, and yeah, so basically, I played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I taught guitar. Yep. Um, and now my life has more transitioned into more music therapy, teaching, and studio. I probably gig three or four times a year. Yep. Like just someone asked me to do it. Just a farm sort of thing. Yeah, yeah someone asked you to do a party or something. Um, I kind of, because um, I'm loving guitar so much at the moment, like I'm just thinking I'd love to just do one one a month or one a week or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've sort of put a few feelers out there. Nothing's come back yet. 
You can come to my house. So we'll just see what happens. Like it's one of those things. I think, can I fit this into my life? Yeah. And and it's sort of like, oh, I'm not too sure if I can. Um, but you make time if you want to do it. Yeah, you? but like it's it's just like it's like this. It's like yeah, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm not digging that much at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'd love to do something every now and then, yeah. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so I was just saying, we can just come to my place on Friday night and just, yeah, I'll pay uh, And probably Christians as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so religion. Yeah, yeah. So what do I think about religion? Okay, so the way I think about that is, um, so when I was walking upstairs to get another James Bogue, I thought about this question. <laughs> Um, the way I think about that is like so when you and I um, have lessons um, you know we talk about CrossFit we talk about all this stuff that you know diets you know like low carb blah 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 um, you know like it's sort of like we connect at a certain level um, and like so I'm not you know like so I watch the state of origin. I'm thinking, you know, like that guy's fat, or like I'm, I'm thinking about it purely from like a like a performance diet point of view. And you're thinking about it from a different point of view. Yeah. Um, like you messaged me during the origin. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like I'm aware of the fact that this is fucking annoying. So I was getting messages from you yeah, and yeah. Jerry. Oh yeah. And yeah. I was like, were we talking as well? Was that origin? No, no, no. We were talking. Oh, no, it's a different so, night. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck me. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, so when I'm when I'm texting you, like I'm thinking about it from a different point of view, but like we connect at that level, and so like our lessons don't feel like work to me either at all. Like I love it. Um, so I think that like basically the essence is that we connect at some level, and the problem with religion sometimes is that people like have a concept of what's right and what's wrong and then another group has a concept of what's right and what's wrong and then so that divides them yeah and when the actuality is that the feeling connection you have with something is what i think of as god um and what i think of as connects us as people you know and so but then people get caught up kind of in the details so it's kind of like saying so like you like a tiny, like your solo music's pretty similar to mine, but like if I got caught up in your music's wrong, mine's right, it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. But but I just feel like your love for it is the same as my love for it. It's just the details are different. And that's where I kind of think religion fucks up because people think, oh, this, you know. They've got to follow that exact story. Yeah, when to- when it's kind of like, like I can, I feel a connection with this. You feel a connection with that, and fighting over the details is missing the point. Because it's like, let's say, for example, you love blues, and I can feel it when you come here. Like to me, that's what I love, and so I play more country. But like, if if I ignored the fact that I can feel that connection and just got caught up with the fact that I like country and you like blues, that that would be a waste because then I couldn't feel that thing, and so. That's kind of what I think about it, that people miss 
the point of religion is that connection to God kind of thing, but it's kind of like a more universal thing. And it's not about what's, to me, like when they get caught up with what's right or wrong, that fucks up as well, because that's not, that's not the point of it. Like it's, but it's kind of like that connection to something deeper than yourself um, or the tangibles in life. Um, so like I think, and so I'm not really a Christian kind of guy, but like when there's Christian people out there and they have that kind of feeling for Christianity or love for it, then I relate to that through music. And then I feel connected to them, yeah. like for the way they talk about it. But if I were to take a different approach, well, you know, like I don't go to church or anything. So if I started thinking about it from that in a literal way, that would fuck up my connection. Mm-hmm. So, so in a way, my love of music is no different from someone going to church on Sunday, yeah. even though I don't go to church. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and I've experienced that in the studio. So basically, like, I'll have people come in here and do hard rock, you know, heavy metal, stuff that I've never listened to, and yet the way they talk about it is so awesome. Um, and I think, wow, that's so cool, you know? Yep. And they love the trees and the koalas and the vibe here. And I think, isn't that funny? Like, they, they love everything I love. Is this just, you see koalas here, or...? A little bit, about yeah. once every six months. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not, not much, but... Is his name Steve? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, not much. Kangaroo's not much either. But, um, but, you know, but basically my concept of, you know, I've heard people come here doing punk rock, metal, and I never would have expected them to talk about stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that's been a kind of a nice surprise. But it's kind of reminded me that the, the essence is kind of the same it's sort of like you love that thing and the actual whether it's you know hard rock metal blues or or buddhism christianity like to me it's all the same yeah yeah so i think that that's kind of like when people get caught up with like okay you like newcastle knights yeah you're a cunt yeah <laughs> you like buddhism you're a cunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, just, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, uh, you love football. I love football. To me, that's what it's about. Yeah. You get something out of Buddhism. Me I too. I get something out of my religion. Yeah, like, uh, I get something out of Christianity or meditation or, or going for a run. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it, it misses... Basically, I think that's a... It, that's, to me, that's not about feeling positive. That's just about... That's the, the fundamental about it. It's like... Like, you know how you said to me that, like, um, when you do CrossFit, you think of nothing else? To me, that's the same. No, you, th- you just think of nothing. That's yeah, what yeah. Because like, you don't think of nothing. Like, when you're smashing yourself that hard, you don't think of Yeah, yeah, and, and that's why I'm so, like, that's why I connect with you, because yeah. it's like, like, it's almost like when I do that stuff, that exercise stuff, it's like, like, my mind finally shuts up, and, like, I get that kind of oneness that I never would have expected kind of in a gym, in a vanity vest. Like, so, you know, like, but, but that's the reality. It's like my mind shuts up and I just feel complete peace. And to me, that's the same thing, whether it's meditation, Buddhism, Christianity, um, you know, like doesn't matter what religion, it's like when you feel connected to the universe. And if people sort of, the divisiveness with religion is just like 
they're getting too caught up in the details, yeah. And, and in the same way that if people think, you know, you see some people say jazz is better than this, that's just being blues and whatever. It's just like, that's kind of missing the point, yeah. And, and it's their loss because they don't, you know, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than the specifics, yeah. Deep, <laughs> deep on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's anything that you find that you that you genuinely love doing. It's is when you feel like that. I think, like, yeah, if you're genuinely interested in and you just fucking love it. Like, mm. I love being in race cars, and it's the same for me. Like, if I'm racing or if I'm in a race car, it's just there's nothing else going on in your head. Yeah, it's yeah. It's all about that. Exactly. There's no room for anything else going on. In your yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um. Yeah, yeah because basically your life depends on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So is that your big thing, is it? Like yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That, and I also relate to training as well. Yeah. Um, if I don't get enough training in, I start getting a bit cuckoo. Like I, I so do you do the same stuff as Chris? He trains at Mitchie, yeah. Yeah, so... Like, so you're in a CrossFit as well? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm into training hard, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so no, but, but do you do CrossFit? Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. So we both we both do CrossFit, but we, we say, like... The only reason we do CrossFit is because of the gym that we're at. Yeah. So f- the Phil Cosgrove, who owns our gym, mm-hmm. that's the only reason we do CrossFit. Otherwise, we would just yeah, circuit probably... train, you know, anywhere else. But the, our gym, like, draws us to it. You know, like it, it's uh, we do CrossFit. We we're not big on the whole CrossFit thing. Like like what? what like the the cult. Okay. You know, but we we're big on the way that they that we're big on the the training scheme of it. You know, but the whole, I, yeah, it's it's tricky one. Like I love it, and it's it's a brilliant like what they've done for the fitness industry is excellent. But I sort of yeah, I don't I'm like. I think Freddie what Freddie's trying to say is we don't really cool the Kool Aid. Like you know, I love it for what it is, and because and of the gym that we ends. train at, yeah, yeah, you know, in the in our in the guy that tells us what like what to do, he knows so much about everything that he's telling you. That that's why yeah, you know, that's why you you train so hard there. You know, so like, so, so what's what's your reservations about CrossFit? Oh, it's about the people that do it wrong. You know, like, there's so many people out there that own CrossFit affiliates and stuff like that, and they do it totally wrong. And like they, like they, technique or... Everything. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They, they don't know. They don't have an idea. You can do a weekend course and be a CrossFit coach. Oh, That's okay. what's wrong about it, you know? I had people in my CrossFit uh, course that I did my CERT 1, CERT is it? One. Yeah. yeah, CERT 1, CrossFit affiliate course or whatever. And they're like, who hasn't been in a CrossFit gym? Three people put their hand up. Like, you're fucking kidding? You're at this fucking course to get a certified to run your own gym. You haven't been in a CrossFit gym. They're like, yeah, we haven't. And that's what's wrong with it. Oh, okay. So, so basically, whoever sort of... Pays get, the, yeah, whoever it, pays the money to do the cert certificate, yeah. they can open their own gym. Okay. So, so basically, it sounds like from the top, you know, there's a stream of income coming through. Oh, definitely. And they get ma- most of their incomes through those certificates. Yeah, and so there's the, the, you know, like no quality control. Yeah, there. and so you've got CrossFit Normal. So you've got Normal CrossFit certificates. Yeah. Then you've got CrossFit Gymnastics, CrossFit Football, CrossFit um, Weightlifting. You've got CrossFit Cert 2, CrossFit Cert 3. It's, it's a smartly marketed business. Like but, but, it, but is your, like, sort of reservations to do with that or is it more just a basic, like, like, like you know, with Pete, like... If you mention you know CrossFit, it's just like yeah. Well, a lot of people that say oh CrossFit's just shit, there are a lot of people that don't want to train hard anyway. So go fuck yourselves. You know, <laughs> like that. A lot of people that bag out CrossFit in the way that they train. Yeah, yeah. Is those 
I was going to say the F-bomb just then, but uh, <laughs> is those guys that go down, they do like lat pull-downs down at your, and bicep your 24-hour gyms, you know, yeah, yeah. bicep curls in the squat rack, shit like that. You, you mean like really w- wussy stuff? Yeah, just like yeah. they don't want to train hard anyway, so they oh, bag okay. out They bag out CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, and, and then like, you know, if you're in the right environment, the right CrossFit gym, it's very good. They're very beneficial. You know, I've yeah, never yeah. played better footy than, than I've have without crossfit you know like yeah, yeah. me training the style i like sh- following the crossfit program yeah yeah. i played way better footy i've been yeah. so much fitter on the field yeah yeah because you have to be don't yeah you? that's right and but, and and but the thing is that like but still i you know we could do that me and brett could do that at the same gym when it's called the um the panthers barbell club without ha- it having the crossfit tag because the coach, the head coach and their Phil, because he's going to bring that out of you anyway, you yeah, know, without yeah. the CrossFit label. So, so basically, it's, it's having a good coach. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's, what, that, that's what the problem is. People think that, that it's because it's one, it's, it's, a, got it's a, a bunch of things under one public, universal yeah. name, you know, yeah, which is yeah. a bad thing. I don't think, I think you should, like, if to be a CrossFit affiliate, you should have more than a weekend course, mm. you know, because there's guys out there like Phil who put in like years and years of work into their trade of being able to tell people yeah, how to live properly he's put years and stuff. mastering his craft and and, then and he's under the same label than than a person that's done a weekend course is pretty stupid you know yeah. that's what i mean out of it like that's but, but it's probably like i'm not sure if that's the issue though is it because i mean like if it, like i mean I, I have no experience with this but i but just judging by what i see on the internet and talking to Pete and whatever. Yeah. Like it's more the image of yeah. a bunch of douchebags. Well, that, that's it. But Pete likes to say that. But taking to Pete, for example, he's... Fuck you. Pete, you're one of those douchebags that doesn't train hard. So yeah, like yeah. you can't you can't call out people that are tra- but, trying to train hard. Uh, so, so some of the comments I've heard is like, oh, you know, they've got a shirt on. Yeah. Like, you know, they're posy wankers. Yeah. Well, I'll take my shirt off. Like a, down at the gym, I'll take my shirt off, but yeah. that's because I'm I'm really hot. I'll put it straight back on after I work out usually. Yeah. And then, but yeah. See, I'll, I'll always give him shit about it too because uh, I yeah. haven't taken my yeah, shirt off. Yeah, because some always don't. And and like I'll you know I'll it's it's funny because even I'd said the red at the start of summer. I was like, I'm gonna try to not take my shirt off this year. Then it gets a bit hot and I'm I'm ripped it off straight away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um. But yeah, that that does come into it a bit, and especially, and that's what I mean with the heading of CrossFit. Like, people love to let people know that they do CrossFit, and that's yeah, where I yeah. think the accessories and the shirts off yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff comes into it. Like the knee guards and yeah. the wrist straps and the ankle straps and and like weight belts. People wearing weight belts when they're like warming up. Like <laughs> I only wear a weight belt, like a, a like a back protector. What you are you talking about? You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Like a, yeah, a yeah, big yeah. leathery belt. I only yeah, wear so that. if you're doing chin ups, whatever. Oh, no, no, I mean, like, if I'm doing a deadlift and I'm wearing, like, a belt to help yeah, yeah. me support my back. So I only wear that when I'm going for one rep maxes. Yeah, I yeah. won't wear that in training because I think if you wear that in training, it's just teaching your body to be, like... Dependent on that belt. Dependent on that belt. So I won't wear it while I'm, I'm like, working out. And a lot of people, they'll wear it when they're doing Metcons and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Metcons, yeah, it? metabolic conditioners. So, oh really? <laughs> so CrossFit's really big on abbreviations as well. So yeah, they abbreviate okay. the fuck out of everything. Yeah. Well, like, I, like I would have thought I, 
any exercise is a metcon, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah but you know, you got CrossFit tans. You're right, Jeremy. And people use CrossFit tans all the time. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah but it's different because it's CrossFit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's funny because one of my really good mates, um, I lived with over in France, Jeff Moats, shout out. Um, <laughs> he, um, he, he, he put up a post during the week and he said, fuck CrossFit. Because I'm doing deadlifts in a gym and I'm wearing, I think he said I'm wearing like, he might have been wearing like um, knee guards or something. He goes, doesn't mean I fucking do CrossFit. You guys can't like label that, you know, doing deadlifts in a gym. Like it's because everyone considers like now that who Olympic lifts or does any yeah. kind of specific lifting, like a real good squat or a, or a deadlift and stuff. That's CrossFit based, you know, mm. it's, yeah. But I mean, look, look, like I'm not sure if this is the case, but I mean, maybe some of the fanaticism is sort of like what we've talked about, where like... It's 100% because people treat, some people treat CrossFit, it's their religion, you know? Yeah, yeah. And getting back to what I was saying earlier is I definitely need to train because I find myself, like you've got to have that thing that keeps you grounded and just sort of... You know, you you clear your head and you yeah. you get back to zero and keep going. So mm. I need to do that every day because even my boss will go, man, you're fucking up at work. Like, what's going on? You're not yourself, blah blah blah. And my wife will say the same shit. She'll just go, you just go need to go and train because you're just yeah, being yeah. a dickhead. Because yeah, I'll be yeah. I'll be angry or something like that, and I'll just be I'll just be you know blowing up about stupid crap and she just go you just need to get the fuck out of the house and go and do something else to you know I think it definitely keeps me you know zeroes me and, and yeah, yeah. keeps me focused on what I want to do and also because we do so much other shit outside of work like Christian and I and you know with so you're pretty ev- busy yeah. everything all this yeah like I'm never at home and blah 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 but um, you know because we, we you know we work hard and we try and make a go of everything I think that you need that's when you really need it even more you need that one yeah, yeah. thing to zero your back yeah, so yeah. you can stay focused on all the other stuff that you're trying to do yeah yeah, yeah. So. it's like humbling like you need stuff to humble you that's what I always think mm. so like when I do a a workout that totally fucks me I'm like oh you know you can't even though you, if you could compare it to someone else that did it that day but I compare it to just like how how fucked I am off that workout and I'm yeah. like oh it like humbles you yeah like, yeah like oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah well, like, like, I think that's why I found it really interesting. Because, um, you know, like, like, just to get back to the deep stuff. Um, so basically... This like, podcast <laughs> is Jeremy Williams and CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> Me too in the middle, motherfuckers. <laughs> He's got a big cock. He loves music and he loves CrossFit. Off on a tangent, that's psychology. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure I love CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> Never actually done it, motherfuckers. <laughs> Never done it. <laughs> But, but fuck you anyway. Um, but yeah, but part of yeah part of the thing was that I connected with Christian was that sense of wow, like you know, like when you get to that point of just completely complete exhaustion, where your mind just completely goes tranquil. Um, and so basically, you know, like like I did straight from uni, I did psychology, and so I did twenty years of learning different techniques and different stuff and what and i've only been doing exercise intensely like for three years you know since i became pre-diabetic like since i had since i basically had to like had a health condition where i had to start exercising and and i was amazed that like basically like so i'd have a point where that bar is just about to fall on my head 
and my mind would completely go quiet and tranquil and it transcended pretty much any therapeutic experience I ever had in the last 20 years. And I thought, this is fucking amazing. Hmm. And so pretty much I've got two or three friends. <laughs> good for you, Dan. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, like on, on a good day. Yeah. And that includes my mother. <laughs> That's only you and me left. We're in this studio on Sunday night. I know. It's it's the truth. But anyway, um, so pretty much, and those people are pretty much bored with hearing me talk about pump and all this sort of stuff. So I have to talk to students about it in their time when they're trying to learn guitar. (laughs) Um, That's why our sessions are probably out for like an hour and a half. Exactly. Exactly. But but it's the same kind of thing. Like it's, it's this constant amazement. Fuck, I can't believe. Like, you go to these sessions and, you know, like it's, you know, my whole concept for all this time was a bunch of wankers, right? And yet, like, I go there, feel fucked, and I go there and I leave feeling a completely different person. Yeah. And I didn't have to talk about my father or, like, my upbringing or I didn't have to solve anything. It's just like I just had to stop a weight from hitting me on the head. Mm. And I felt so different and and that's and that's why that is so incredible and so when like i've never done crossfit but when you guys are saying like you know people get fanatical about it i can kind of understand it from my experience of it like it's sort of like i've never done crossfit but i i kind of get that thing about that you get to such a level that it just transcends everything so um yeah it's it's sort of like I, I kind of understand, I can kind of see why, you know, like it, like if, if people haven't experienced that, it would seem a bit weird. But I can, I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's why even though I've never done it, like, yeah. like we relate. Um, and 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 even even though like I haven't done the shirts off thing or whatever, like for me, neither have I made it. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, you know, whether it's chalk shirts off or talking about on Facebook. You Did know, you say chalk? Like, 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 don't they always have chalk in their hands? <laughs> and See, well, okay, so that's that's one thing that I will say. That's yeah, chalk is necessary. In yeah, like yeah. When the the way that we train, like the way the way that they train, is because we do so barbell movements, so many barbell movements. Yeah, yeah. That the high chalk thing is is definitely necessary. But but, but but I mean, for me, like it's. I mean, relating from my experience. It doesn't really matter, like in terms of, okay, I don't do the shirts off, I don't do the chalk thing, but I get that kind of thing where you feel at one with the universe by doing this stupid exercise. Yeah. Like, um, So that's kind of how I relate to it. So like when people say they're a bunch of wankers, I just think, oh, I don't know, like, fuck, I, I get into it. Like I get into it in a different way, but... Yeah, but, but you're still circuit training, you know. Yeah, like yeah, like I, I don't feel that at all. Like I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, if they're telling everyone about it 24-7 and posting and I think, yeah, okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like if, if you feel it, you know, like, yeah, good on you. Yeah. I'm probably a bit too, I'm probably hating on it a bit too hard. Like <laughs> it, it definitely altered a lot of things for me. Like I started training with Freddie once he got back from America and, um, I, yeah, I was always a, a fat kid growing up and I lost like 28 kilos and it was the only thing. 28 <laughs> kilos? Yeah. He was fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, I was so a beast. How much do you weigh now? Uh, at the moment, I think I'm about 90 probably. 
And, and um, you but, yeah, so I got, at my lightest, I was 84. and I He looked like a heroin addict. Yeah, yeah. At, at 84. He was so yeah. skinny, yeah. But I, I, so, yeah. so how tall are you? I'm 187, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's so about a six foot. taller than me. Yeah, it's about six foot. You're too tall for your own. No, no, like, <laughs> I'm tall, bro. No, it sounds like you're six foot one. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think I'm that tall. I don't no, know. No, no, like, because I'm six foot and yeah, I'm okay. 183. I bet I feel like you're taller than I'm me. I'm 172. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I, yeah, I think that my lightest I was 84 and my heaviest. Hey? Oh, do you want to stand I, up? Yeah. Shall we go back to back? Yeah, yeah, just see. I think Jeremy's taller. Right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually I, four foot. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so you basically, look like yeah, a bit taller, but your hair's frizzed up. <laughs> yeah. but you do look taller. Yeah. Okay, so if so you're what six two? No, no, I'm six foot. Like so I'm one eighty three. Well, I, I must be just under, maybe I'm five eleven. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But um, what was I saying? Yeah. So, okay, so, so you're ninety now. Yeah, and, I'm about and you 90, were because I'm not training. One hundred eighteen or something. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. Okay, I was at my heaviest. I was. 112 or 114 okay something yeah. like that so basically you had a, you had a gut oh yeah no, oh but yeah but i was gut but i was very heavy he's very so like, like big big build like the whole thing i carried the weight everywhere but you must like, have had a gut that way oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. but um <laughs> yeah so i lost a heap of weight i was like when i was at my lightest i was training twice a day you know i was kind of you know, fanatical about it. <laughs> well, you're <laughs> going in at four in the morning mate. yeah yeah I'd oh, this is when i was over in the states yeah Oh, look, it's one of those 24-7 gyms. No, no, this is at, at CrossFit Mitchelton. Where, oh, okay, is that 24-7? No, 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 so they have morning classes that, that start at like, I think, well, we used to train before the morning class started. So the morning class starts at five and we'd come in and train at like, you know, I think I'd get there at quarter past four or something stupid. Like really? That. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, right. So I was just into it because, you know, I think it's the same with everything. Once you see some progress with something, you just, you, you know, get, get right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Because, you know, improvements addictive i suppose but yeah. um yeah and so it, it did yeah it did a lot of positive things for me and now yeah it's it's kind of my vice like i need to get back to it to i need to train semi-regularly otherwise i just so, can't stand so what things. so what kind of tipped you around like say so you got up to 114 was that your peak yeah i think so yeah so what sort of Turned the corner for you. Oh, it, for you, it's nutrition for him, yeah, man. Nutrition. I like watched his nutrition change so drastically. No, no, no. But what I mean is, like, what what made you think? What was the tipping point? Yeah, like, like I should start to turn this around. Oh. He was fucking his missus, and she nearly died of asphyxiation. No, it didn't get to that stage. But um, no, I I don't know. I just was. I don't think there was a, an actual point where I was like, I need to tidy my shit up. I think I just started, I just made a start, you know, I just started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, oh she's yeah. like drowning from this <laughs> Fuck this foo-boo jersey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was... It, I can't breathe. And, but like, I think the big... Uh, yeah, once I got it started and once I said, yeah, this isn't that hard, like I can fucking do this. Okay. And then once I was sort of down to a weight that was a lot more manageable and where you build a lot more confidence because you're confident in your appearance and everything like that. You're yeah, like, yeah. Fuck me. How many years did I waste just being a mess of a human? And mm. then, you know, every, every aspect of your life improves. It's funny you should say that because I want to ask you about this as well. <laughs> Hit me with your <laughs> stick. Okay, so no, I'll, I'll ask you both. Like, so basically, like that's what I noticed as well. Yeah. 
that as soon as I started to like exercise and stuff, I suddenly started to, you know, like think about this other stuff like get erections. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, well, well, partly. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> for me, seeing it to start with. <laughs> What's that thing? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, like I started that blog and like all this other kind of personal growth stuff and. You know, just started giving a shit about stuff that I probably wouldn't have. Mm. Like, I just started thinking, oh, I can do this. You know, because you see that progress in that one area, you think, oh, maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. Mm. Um, well, how funny is this? I'm 29 years old, right? I've still never, and I just think it's probably in the late, in the recent years, just through a course of events, I've never been to a fucking water park. And, like, you know, like as a kid, how much fun that would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, and I just never did it because of such bigger self-confidence issues. I would just rule it out. You know, I'd never ever put yeah. myself in that position. Yeah, it's crazy because I never knew about that kind of shit. Like, I because I was a skinny kid. So, yeah, I'd always yeah. be like, Brenton, what are you doing? Why are you swimming with your shirt on? Oh, really? <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's just what I do. And he'd take his shirt off at my pool at my house when it's just me and him yeah yeah but then when we go to a public place he wouldn't get in the pool or something like that yeah, and I don't yeah. know what's going on I'm like what the fuck oh really yeah well at the start I don't you know oh, and then okay. you, you and get to you. you know when you're a kid you're fucking I'm, I was a mean fucker you know and then um, and then you get to like the stage where you understand what he's doing you know like oh he feels co- um, confident in my pool because it's just me and him or our mates yeah, but then yeah. when we go to a group and then that, and then you know, you go to a party or something, and he doesn't get, he doesn't get in the pool or something. And you understand yeah. why that is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, but the, but you watch that slip away when someone just is like starts to think, oh fucking, I'm I'm putting my best, working hard, training hard, that kind of thing. Who gives a shit about that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so, funny, man. Like I, I think back. To and school, so was that all through your teens? That, yep, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. And I think like I fucking skipped out on school camps and shit. Yeah, because I had that, that bigger. So like I was that uncomfortable in my own self-image sort of thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I just I admit I I it shits me because how long you sort of didn't do anything. But it's I mean it's all good. I don't worry about <laughs> it. But you know you think back to the stuff you've missed out on mm. and you force yourself to miss out on just because of the, for those reasons, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, no, well I mean like I've had those exact dialogues with myself. Yeah. Uh, like through getting fit and thinking about different stuff, like. Because as soon as you get a little bit well and better in yourself, you start thinking about all these things. You know, so basically, like, I spoke to you about going on The Voice. Um, me or you were going on The Voice? Yeah, yeah, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I texted that. You, you probably just, like, flaked it off or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Deleted it straight okay, away. Okay, so, so basically, <laughs> so, so that's not a burning ambition for me specifically. How old is the voice age limit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I realised that and I've thought through all that. Yeah, I realised I'm not that young. Like, I'd turn my chair around, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm, no, that's I'm, a good I'm, thing if he turns his chair yeah, around. I've already lost this, 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 this race. I, I don't really, want to go anymore. I realised that. At least I have good jingles. But anyway. <laughs> but the point... For our what, shitty podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh, but the point is, it's like... Um, so the point of that is not so much that specific goal, but it's just like, okay, what haven't I pushed myself with? Mm. Um, like, what haven't I... Like, I've never considered myself a singer, really. Um, I've always considered myself a guitarist, but but it's like, what would it be like to push myself to that and to kind of face that fear? Mm. Um, and so, like you were saying, well, not exactly, but it's sort of like... 
like so in your situation you wouldn't take off your shirt and it's like with me with different things it's just like you'd never consider it right so with me i just never consider going on a show like that mm. and so it's never been my ambition to go on on a show like that per se but it's just like what would it be like to face that fear and have to deal with that situation um and so that's my main kind of thing so i started actually thinking about those different situations um and that's been really interesting for me as well. Like, so when I lost weight and got a bit healthy, I suddenly started thinking like different opportunities kind of opened up yeah. that, that previously I just considered, okay, you'll never do that. You yeah. never do that. You never do that. Definitely. And um, I, I was and never ever, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Well, you did, I, so. Uh, yeah, did. Oh yeah, well, we just move. <laughs> but it's just like, and so, so that's the, the free your best self kind of podcast thing I have. It's like one of the episodes we talk about is like, what are your limiting beliefs? And it's not to say that we don't have, you know, like, so Christian might be better than you at something. And that could be true. But like, you know, you might have some belief that's basically just a convenience Mm. to keep you in a certain place. Mm. And like, it might just, there might just be a fear of hiding behind that, like rather than the actual reality. And does that make you look confused? No, no, I'm scratching my ears. (laughs) Yeah, yeah so, no. so, so basically, like, I started to consider, like, okay, I've held myself back in all these different areas. Like, what actually is the reality here rather than kind of, um, you know, believing that that's an actual fact? Yeah. So, so in your case, like, it might have been that it's a fact that I'll never take off my shirt in a public pool again hmm. and that you just... <laughs> You, you don't consider any other any other reality. What a yeah. fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, 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 but it's kind of... But it's kind of normal because yeah. like, and it, it is a bit sad, but it's just like, we all have kind of these areas that we just, we're just not going to do it Yeah. because it's just like, no, fuck you. I'm not going to do that Yeah. because I don't want to, like, because I don't want to take that risk. Yeah. And, and it's funny when you sort of push one boundary, you suddenly start to think, oh my God, like I've just been living this complete bullshit scenario in all these different areas. And getting back to my age thing, like, to be honest with you, I've thought, fuck, like... I seriously think they have an age limit, though. I know, they could do. And, oh, but, I, see, I don't think they do. No, oh, no, no. Jeremy, no, no. Jeremy like, definitely Amer- be American <laughs> Idol, like Australian Idol did, I think. I yeah. know, oh, no, but see, the yeah. thing is, I don't even care because yeah. to me, that's not the point. Like, to me, the point is that I can't believe, like, at least half the things in my life I've just dismissed through some bullshit story hmm. that I've told myself that I convinced myself that it was reality. And and it's only been the last three years of sort of, like since I've started to get fit, that I've actually started to realize, fuck, I was telling myself all this bullshit. And I've started to think, fuck, you know, you've lived half your life with that thing that you called reality and it's just complete crap. Yeah. Uh, and But I only got to that point when I started to get fit. So basically I'd done all this kind of psychology training personal growth blah 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 but at the end of the day i actually came to that realization through trying to not let a heavy bar smash me in the head <laughs> yeah. yeah that was it yeah yeah oh, it's quite amazing yeah and i was i've never ever been a competitive person and that was probably because i just filled up with bullshit excuses like you're saying you know i played football with freddy and stuff like that and i was okay at it at, but at never, the same school no no, no like the same club. club footy oh, okay and um 
I was okay at it because I was fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I was never double super, moving king. Yeah, I was never super competitive <laughs> at it. You know, like yeah, yeah. And I never sort of, you know, I, I did it more for hanging out with my mates and talking shit and just you know playing footy. Yeah, I was yeah. never an athlete. But then once I started racing cars, I found I was very good. Like I was good at it. And then I've never ever been competitive until I started racing. And like a lot of like another mate that I race with. He was like, you have, like, he's known me through all that time. And he said, man, you're just like, yeah, you're the most competitive bastard in a race car. Like, you know, so what, so I, why who's that? That was Leaky. Leaky. So yeah, why is that? Like, oh, I don't know. Is that I because just, you suddenly realised you could Yeah, I just well. broke that mental barrier because, you know, yeah. I found something that I thought, oh, shit, I'm all right at this. And so I just pushed the limit to it. So. It's probably something that comes natural, like, when you first picked up that guitar. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and I'll tell you something else really interesting that, I don't know if you've realised this, that... You keep looking at your watch every time I speak. No, no. <laughs> I, did, I did look at the watch. He always does that in lessons. <laughs> I think we'll just, we'll, we'll put this up on your website as one of your podcasts, right? the, the Free the Mind one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 but it's really interesting because what, what I've kind of realized as well is that I used to think that ego was like, like being a big ego was always sort of kind of thinking you're above everyone else. Yeah. But having a big ego can also be the opposite where you don't want to take a risk to be good so you'll be below everyone else but that's kind of still ego because basically you're still kind of comparing yourself to other people yeah do you know what i mean so in other words before you did the race car stuff you still had the same big ego so you didn't have a bigger ego by being competitive it's just that you more of the real you came out do you know what i mean yeah yeah so it's uh, I don't know if you can relate to that, but it's just like that's something I realised as well. That by there's a certain amount of ego and fear by kind of trying to come out in front, mm. and you can yeah you can still have a big ego by by kind of trailing behind. I don't yeah. know if you can relate to that as well. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you do. Yeah, like I, like you're saying he's got an outlet for that ego or something like that. Like well, he's got he's found an outlet for where. Like, you can have a big ego and not be a fucking dickhead about it. Well, well like, like the thing is, is that, like, let's say, let's say if you start to do well, like, yeah. l- let's say you as a fullback start to score <laughs> shitloads of tries. Which never happened, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, I would have thought there's a certain amount of fear that goes along with that because then people start to expect you're going to kick ass. Yeah. Um, and so some people would unintentionally not score lots of tries because they actually don't want that reputation to have to deal with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's kind of the same thing. So it's, it's kind of a weird thing, but it's like you don't, you sabotage yourself because so you don't have to deal with the fact that if you stick out, you've actually got to deal with attention from people. Mm. Um, it's like the tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. So in other words, you might, so in other words, the, the voice thing. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing you've got to deal with actually is that you could fail in public. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You know? Yeah, well, in the like in the grand scheme of things, like you might see and you think, "Oh, what a what a douchebag," but five minutes later, you think about something else. Yeah, and then, but for that person, they've given it their best, and so that person can go to bed thinking, "Okay, I gave it a good shot." Um, but so it really doesn't matter whether they, you know, how how they do. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but anyway. Oh, you can get so caught up, I think, in, in trying to care what other meet, people yeah, think. meet other people's expectations and yeah. you lose focus on, on what the hell you're trying to do. Mm. I think the moment you stop caring about what other people think is when you really start, like, 
you know, if you can not care about what other people think, that's the biggest step in life you can take, I reckon. Yeah. You know? Like, because you then you you're not you're not like, like fenced in by boundaries at all. Like yeah, you yeah. had fears against like you you like you talk about your fucking voice thing. That it's like yeah, caring about what people go. Oh, look at this d bag that's fucking coming in here at like forty years old. <laughs> you know, like when because you when you think about that, you're thinking about what other people are thinking. Oh, yeah. You know, like but if you let go of that and you just do your thing, and they go, oh, no, I'm so sorry, Jeremy, you're not your voice isn't just where we want it to be. You'd be like, yeah, sweet. And you know, you go to sleep, you sleep good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and the reality is, what what are those people doing? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh. I mean, so did you ever have that like like doing your football like where did you ever sort of cross that boundary where see if I played for America yeah. as fo- fullback or whatever I would have gone through some anxiety about what other people think did you ever go through that I always cared what the coach thought too much way too much like okay. I'd always think like what would he want me to do or like where in, and that took away from my game. So yeah, yeah. instead of so affected your performance. Yeah, bit. instead of why I'd always think about my coaches and stuff way too much. I think. So when I stopped worrying about like performing for them and stuff like that, and just be myself on the field, that's when I played my best footy. Yeah, yeah. And that's only happened in the last couple of years. It even happened after the World Cup. But, oh, okay. Yeah, but um. So so did, was that a. Did you consciously kind of bring that on, or did I, just, I did? Or I like, happen naturally. No, it didn't happen naturally. I was just kind of like, you know, if I can play at this level, and some of the teams that we played over there, I was like, yeah, if I can match it with these guys, it's like, I know that I'm I'm really good to like authority. Like I'll always listen to my coaches, and I always I always do what they say. So if I'm doing that, I can still be myself, like out on the field. They'll get up me if they think I'm doing wrong, but yeah, yeah. play like you want to play, and then and then yeah, the yeah. rest the rest is like you know they'll tell you what they think. Mm. Where otherwise, I stepped out of the style that I play to play exactly how they wanted to play, and it, it tore me, it it ripped me a new asshole. You know, like I didn't want to play the way that I I was used to playing. So, yeah, it wasn't natural. Yeah, so like I know if I know I can be, you know, you be. Res- Respectful for your coaches and stuff, mm. and but and play within their um, game plan, but also add a bit of your your own your play. You yeah, know? yeah. So that's the biggest thing is I always I always like relied on just being trying to trying to do what the coach said too much, you know. And then yeah, yeah. I think it all comes back to confidence. I mean, I think if you can realize that you've you've got some sort of ability. If you can just back yourself and not worry about anything else, just go, yeah, I'm fucking good at this and I'll be right. I think you'll be, you'll, you'll you know, you'll, you'll be right because mm. that's what I sort of found. Like when I started racing and started winning a few things, I started listening to other, other racers talk. You know, you talk between heats or something like that, and you go, oh, yeah, I, I backed it into this corner this way, or I, I, brought, I used that as a breaking mark, and I went. Oh. Fuck! I don't even use braking much. Yeah. I just go, you know. I just What's braking? I just drive as fast as I can and then brake. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then I found, you know, you get too caught up in, in like Freddie saying, you drive into these other expectations, or you 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 start thinking, oh shit, I should be doing this when you've got ability. Just trust in that and back yourself, and you'll be fine. Like I think that's yeah, probably more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I find that in the studio a little bit. Like, I mean like sort of different artists sort of want you to be a certain way and like you can sort of mold it a little bit but at the end of the day you've still got to be kind of yourself like if you 
Uh, oh, and probably at gigs as well. Like if if you sort of try, you sort of mould a little bit. If you, but if you try too much to go against your own natural thing, it just becomes a little bit too forced. Because pretty much, I oh, probably like with sport, like music's pretty natural. Yeah. So if you sort of start, you know, trying to do it intellectually, it doesn't really work. Yeah. 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 For sure. It's you know, people to like pull you back in the check as well, like. When I, if, if I went to start playing heaps like for myself and, and what I thought like my capability was and just say for example there was one thing where I, I took it to the line I threw this cutout pass to Sideshow Bob um, Peterson Sideshow um, Bob yeah that's what he, he played for Parramatta he had like big hair like Sideshow Bob yeah. oh, on Simpsons yeah, yeah so that was his nickname but I threw this huge cutout pass and it was ridiculous like it was it was stupid. I, I didn't. I just had in my head. I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look flashy. Throw this cutout past him. He's gonna score in the corner. I threw this cutout pass. He got absolutely nailed. And he comes up to me. He goes, Freedy, what the fuck was that? That pass was a piece of shit. And you weren't thinking about me when you threw that fucking pass. You know, you were just thinking about how you looked. And as soon as he said that, that's when that that that's kind of like, oh, that brings you back down to earth, you know. And that's what you need sometimes, rather than just, you know, you need that. Oh, so that was true. It was true, definitely, yeah. it was true. Yeah. So you were being a punishment. And then yeah, and then the next time <laughs> I was being a punish, man. And then the next time I threw that pass, it was totally on. And sideshow knocked it over the line. He come up to me, he goes, mate, that was so on. I'm so sorry, I should have scored that. You know, so like players like that around you are so good because he's gonna he tells the truth every time. Like when he yeah, fucks yeah. up, he says he fucks up. Yeah, yeah. But some players you wouldn't get that out of them. You yeah, know, yeah. like where I know when I've fucked up and I'll always put my hand up and say, I'm so sorry. You know, like when I threw that pass he got drilled, I was about to say sorry, but he let me know that <laughs> I should be sorry before that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second time I'm never gonna turn around and go, What the fuck? You should have scored but he come up to me and he goes, Mate, I should have scored that. Sorry, that was a good call. You know, so yeah, yeah. it's that kind of stuff. Players like that around you that allow you not to be so stressed because they're always going to tell you how it is anyway and you don't have to worry about not playing your game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel, are we going to get psychology degrees after this? Yeah. It's probably good as what I've got. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, for me, what I found is, you, you know, you're right no matter what you tell yourself. You, you know, if you tell yourself you can't do it, you're never going to fucking do it. You know, you've got to start by going, yeah, I can, I've got this covered or something like that. And if you're even going to have a hope. Yeah, yeah. Because for so many years, I just went, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And I fucking never did. And I'd yeah, be like, yeah. what the fuck, you fat cunt, get in that water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so was that up until you got fit? Yeah, for sure, 100%. So it all sort of turned, like, I think it, they all sort of went hand in hand. Like, I started racing cars, I was still pretty heavy, but then I found that something that I was, you know, I was okay at, and that helped me build a bit of confidence. Okay. And then a few people so what, said... So when was that? Uh, that was 2009 I bought that. I bought my race car and started racing. Okay, so... I had a, re- I had a really good in good year. I, I, I've been slack with it. Yeah, sure. So, so that's only seven years ago. Yeah, I've been. So, I, so you were overweight up until seven years ago? Oh, probably um, overweight's an understatement, mate. <laughs> what year were you in the states? Mm. Talking about me again. So I was in the states <laughs> at um. So when I go there, the first time when it was just the holiday, the yeah. one, yeah, um, two thousand and ten, hmm. was it? It must have been two thousand and eleven. 12, 13 when I started losing weight, I think. 
It would have been 2012. Okay, so it's not that long ago. No, it's not that long ago. Um, but yeah, that was the first sort of it's thing. probably about the same as when I lost weight, yeah. Yeah. But that was the first sort of thing that sort of started like a big positive change for me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Fucking deep, boys. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How heavy were you? Uh, I stopped weighing myself when I got up to about 106, 105. And what yeah. was it, the diet first, obviously? Like, you changed the way you ate first. Um, I, well, well, basically, I reckon I probably got to about 110, but I just didn't want to look at the scale. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I had a, a friend who died of diabetes. Um, like, she was 30. Um, her foot was pretty numb, like she could, like, tip boiling water on it. She, she wouldn't. She would, yeah, and she wouldn't feel it. Was she huge? No, no, not at all. She's oh. skinny. Oh, she had diabetes one, um, but my foot had started to go numb, and so, like, basically, I'd, I'd been trying to lose weight for ten years. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'd sort of oscillated between like ninety, early ninety kilograms, and up to 100 or something like that. So, so basically, but I didn't, like I was in a relationship and I, I just thought fat is vanity. I kind of just made that thing. And so basically I thought, oh, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, full boiling water on foot if I can't feel it, I am fucked. Bring the fucking urn out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fairly, you know, normal way to think. Mm. Um, like, when I started recording my album, you know, as you know, it's fairly dark out. It's very, yeah. Yeah. Hope you didn't slit your wrist to that bottle. Uh, 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 <laughs> um, yeah. And, falling. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I just, I mean, look, it was kind of like a catharsis and a huge joyful thing as well at the exact same time. So, like, there's all these different emotions that happened and kind of, it's almost like sedating all these emotions with sort of drinking as well. And so I recorded the album over a couple of years, and so, so it was both cathartic and joyful and amazing, and also doing the studio at the same time. So, so I recorded the album, and I just completely just drank every time I was in the studio. <laughs> Proper rock star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it wasn't. But basically, like yeah, when my foot started to go numb, I just thought, and this person died or whatever. Like I just thought. Like, I just suddenly just thought, this is not good. Um, and so then I just went on this complete mad, um, just researching diabetes and health, just obsessively. Um, and so then I'd never got it, my weight down to sort of early early 90s was probably the best it ever got it. But suddenly I just started losing almost like kilogram a day like I was just like lost a lot of weight yeah um controlled my exact number of carbs exact number of calories um you know like read a lot of insulin and you know like different the way different foods react and all this sort mm -hmm. of thing um different exercises to do um and yeah so that was the, kind of the tipping point for me yeah but but that was the point where I kind of like suddenly thought that started making me question all these different aspects yeah to my identity how i see things and 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 then i kind of realized that so you know those conversations we had about crossfit about like crossfit being douchebag things and all this sort of stuff like suddenly 
I may have thought all those things about CrossFit being whatever, like having a shirt off, but suddenly I had that in a totally different context. Because yeah. basically I thought, well, okay, well, they might have their shirt off and be douchebags, but at the end of the day, <laughs> like at the end of the day, like you're over there, your insulin and your, you know, your fasting glucose is fucked, you know, and lo- your health markers are fucked. They might be a douchebag, but they've got their, you know, they've got their shit together. Yeah, yeah like they're, they're healthy, they're getting their life together. And so you might think of their van, you know, it's vanity thing or whatever, but like you're the dickhead because you're not getting your life together. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, like I stopped judging a lot of that stuff and just thought, this is what I have to do. It's not even a case of this is a preference. I have to do this. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it yeah, just, well, we're going to, we'll get Phil onto this. Like, so, yeah. So, it just completely shifted my whole approach to that. So, now, whenever I see someone like posing in the mirror, I just think, oh, well, like it's not, not totally my thing, but I just think I don't see it as complete fuckwit. Yeah. Because I just think, well, at the end of the day, if that guy's ripped, he's got a good insulin response. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, yeah. you know, like his blood sugar's great. He's eating it, his greens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, that's pretty much what I think. Like, it just, um, you know, it doesn't really matter what his motivation is. Like, he's going to have better health markers. Mm. So, and he's probably going to have more energy. He's going to feel better. And at the end of the day, he's probably going to be contributing more to life than someone who's overweight, who thinks they're spiritual, who thinks they're whatever. Um, a believer. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know, they're not going to be that healthy, so... Yeah, so that's where it kind of flicked for me. Sweet. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get, like I said, we'll get Phil. Like so who's Phil? Phil's the, uh, the guy he's that the, he's the owner CrossFit Mitch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, we said we'll get him in on the podcast as well because he talk like, the way that he'll talk about it will be very hmm. informational. Yeah. Oh, so, so he's, yeah. he's pretty into the oh, nutrition. Very, and stuff. Yeah, very intelligent man and he's dedicated a lot of, you know, time outside of things yeah. to be the best at what he does you know okay so, cool yeah and he's also ex-army so he's he's got some yeah he's definitely an interesting man okay has Phil Cosgrove Phil Cosgrove yeah is that the guy that um high profile guy is on TV that's Peter Cosgrove oh okay yeah that's his dad oh really mm. okay yeah right interesting okay so he's probably yeah well that makes sense he's mega disciplined yeah no he's good yeah. Like, we get him on here to chat and he'll talk some stuff, yeah. So what what's his main bent? Like, is it, um, would it be pushing yourself or nutrition or like... like what, I like, think it's, it's not, it's it's more just like when you're, it's it's pushing yourself big time. Yeah, like, yeah. when you train with him and he's so, like, so he, he just gets the best out of you, like, he'll yeah. flog you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, he'll be like, you know, don't be such a pussy, keep going. And, and, and is he kind of, kind of because this is an interesting point as well, like one thing I find is that, um, like the way people push you m- matters a lot to me. Yeah. So yeah, like you know how I said how yeah. like your guy will come over and he'll critique your technique while you're yeah. doing it. Phil won't do that. Phil would just be like, "Let's go, keep going, keep going." And then at the end of it, he'd be like, "Oh, this is what I think you could do a bit better with your technique." Yeah. You know, when someone's flogging themselves, you're not going to talk technique stuff through yeah, there yeah. while they're flogging so, themselves. So, so you because it has a negative impact on you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Because yeah. that's what I was saying to Christian. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so so basically, you feel like. Um, he's not draining you. Nah. Yeah, because sometimes if they have that kind of football coach thing, yeah, it's sort of like, oh, 
fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, you'd just be like, let's get, let's finish this, hurry up, you're taking too long, that kind of thing. Yeah, But yeah. then never be like, oh, you you know, your back's rounded, you're fucking pulling too early, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you won't talk techniques so, while you're working out. So basically, whenever he talks to you, like, you always feel energized rather than drained. You feel like, you kind of feel like you don't want to let him down. Well, that's what you feel like. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'll keep going. Yeah. And I, yeah. I can, so you feel like he helps you. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, where there's a lot of people, I'll be like, shut the fuck up. I don't want you to talk to me. I know I'm fitter than you. I know that I do, I lift better than you. I yeah, don't need yeah. you telling me how to do the yeah. workout. <clears throat> where when Phil does, does, for some reason, you're like, yeah, sweet. Because yeah. you know he's like, he's coming from a very. Um, a pure place? Yeah, oh, a very, very educated. educated place. Yeah. That's where he's coming from. Yeah. You listen to him, what he says, you know. Yeah, is he fit? Really? Um, he's he's on and off. Like yeah, you'll see. Like he's got he's, a lot of injuries. He's got a lot of injuries. Like and so yeah, he's limited but, to what he sort of does. But 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 just with his background, you feel like he's it's oh a yeah. Resource. yeah yeah. You can you can tell like he he put himself through hell. Like he's put himself through hell before. So yeah yeah yeah. It's not like so you respect him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Wrapping this up, <laughs> we can do, yeah, I suppose. I better go home. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So, so we wrap this up, edit this. Did you? Yeah, wanna, yeah. Did you want to play this out? Oh, if you want. Yeah, if I can do it. Right, yeah. So what? So what are we gonna do? All right, sweet. So we'll just wrap it up with you know this. We're obviously we're gonna put this out on SoundCloud again. Yep. Um, we'll, follow us on. Yeah, follow us. We got to talk about our new name. Yeah, we possibly um, change the name. So yeah, we can get pos- possibly we'll, change the name. We'll it let could, you know all about that. It could be a subtle change or it could be a massive change. Um, other than that, just follow us. Let us know what you think. Like we always say, say whatever you think because we don't give a fuck. Go fuck yourselves. Peace. Play us out, Jeremy. Jeremy Williams, everybody. <laughs> Humongous penis. Single. Long fingers. Where the tangent? <laughs> Don't say the F words <laughs> with a tangent. It's going to be released on iTunes soon. <laughs> <laughs> when we don't say that F word, may happen this year, or maybe the next. <laughs> With a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bitch, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, f- friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, You're the man, Jeremy.